I would start with Once Upon a Time, but in my mind, my heart, and my imagination, the place still exists. And if you believe it is a place that exists in the upper part of the state of New York, near the St. Lawrence Seaway, just across from Canada. Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with a particular author. You're going to find out their secret recipe for creating their book, and you might even get an inside scoop on a new project. Who knows? If you want to know more about them, we'll tell you where you can find them on social media. Joining me today is Linda Grimes Davis, and she's here to talk about her delightful children's book, The Tales of the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove. Now, Linda invites children into the wonderful stories that she writes. She's inspired by her family, her adventures, and her travels, and she's lived on two different continents. She's been featured on CBS, Great Day Tampa Bay, and Radio St. Pete. She also donates her time reading to children in local schools, as well as Tampa's Children's Museum. Linda, welcome. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'm always curious about writers. Usually, there's some kind of backstory about why or how somebody starts to write. Either they were a reader as a child, and there was a book or an author that inspired them, or a teacher or a professor picked up a spark and encouraged them, or there's some kind of event that takes place in their life that they feel like they want to share with the world. How did you very first begin writing, Linda? Well, it, it was had happened with career. I always collected children's books from the time I was a child, probably 10, Caldecott Winners, uh, Loretta Scott King. Anyways, I was in hospitality for 40-plus years. And uh, as it happens, uh, you get to a certain age, hospitality kind of, um, well, you retire from hospitality. And then I was wondering, what should I do for another career? And in my love for children's books, um, I thought I'd start writing children's books. I love animals, and I had two two incredible pets, uh, my my dog and my cat, Ella Bella and my Mr. McGovern. And uh, I just started writing, uh, you know, lack of something to do besides uh, cleaning a house. And... Uh, I wrote many, many stories, and my oldest said to me, Mom, you know, these are really good. You should publish them. Never thought about doing that. And uh, I had oh, a good hundred, hundred little stories, because children's books always have a, a moral to it, you know, kindness or understanding or love or whatever. And um, And then I, you know, looked around for somebody to publish them. But it was because of my love of children's books. And, and you know, you, you get to an age when you retire, you, you think that you're useless. And you, nobody is. Nobody is. So I, uh, I started writing. I think any 
buddy for <laughs> can do it. But um, oh, I, I don't agree. Oh, oh no, you. Linda, <laughs> you have uh, you have an extraordinary talent. No, not anybody can do what you do. The thing that I admire. Oh, well, some, the thing that I admire so much about children's book authors is that they're I mean, listen to what you just said. You have such a wonderful creative mind, and yet you can take that creative mind and you still have the ability to go into the mind of a child and see the world from the mind of a child and write it down and make it a book that is just, it's wonderful. There are seven adventures that are included in the Tales of the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove, and you've got all these five wonderful animal characters. Let's talk a little bit. Where did the characters come from? Now, when you said you had a dog named McGovern and Ella Bella, I thought, two characters, she named them after her real pets. Where did the other characters come from? And let's describe them a little bit for the listeners. Well, Bella Bella is very assertive, and she kind of controls the gang in as much as she's the only female. Now, she's a cat, McGovern right? Is, she's a cat, and uh, McGovern, who is a boxer, um, you know, he's kind-hearted and all, you know, but he's a boxer. You know, he thinks he can do more than he can. Then the other, the other three were developed just by watching other animals, either my kids' animals or uh, in hospitality. You meet a lot of characters, and they generally have an animal with them. And um, <laughs> the pit bulls are so maligned. And and I'm uh, and this particular pit bull was, you know, left by its owner and chased, and uh, the gang took him under their wing. And the... Uh, the little uh, terrier next door was a Jack Russell. Anyone who's ever had a Jack Russell, my husband has a Jack Russell, had a Jack Russell. They're just the jumpiest, happiest. Oh, go, go, please, please, help me, help me, help me. Oh, can I, can I, can I? And then uh, the German Shepherd is a retired, you know, army dog. Very, 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 very military. He's retired, but he has memories of the past. And he's glad to join uh, join a group again to be useful. Um, I kind of <laughs> he's kind of my character <laughs> to be useful again. Uh, <laughs> so he becomes the uh, well the uh, not the head because there's uh, McGovern and and uh, and Duke are, are really the. The driving force they have the courage to go forward but uh, it just becomes a, a gang that helps out other animals in trouble or people because it's a magical place so some of the people who are kind and understanding can understand them and they can talk to a few people in this mystical cove and they help find robbers or kidnappers and in the hundred stories but only seven are in this particular book you know, all the adventures that the four of them, and they work in in such unison together. You know, if they get out of line, Ellis, Ellis asserts herself. And, you know, they all have a purpose. All of them 
at least three of them are misfits and they have a purpose now. And uh, that's one of the, the things about them is the cohesiveness that they all work together, even though they all have such diverse personalities and, and backgrounds. I think that's a great message, especially for right now. I just, I really, really like the book a great deal. And one of my favorites was the very first adventure in the book when uh, Mr. McGovern and Elabella and Patty go sky gazing. I love that because, yeah, they just go out and they, it, I, I was right there on that hillside with the three of them because I'm a cloud watcher myself. And I really enjoy that kind of thing because it just spurs your imagination. And when I read that story, it occurred to me that if an adult, whether it's a a parent or an older sibling or even a grandparent, if you read the story to the kids and then maybe the next day you go out sky gazing and you look at the clouds and you see what you see in the clouds. I mean, I can see these stories being applied in all kinds of different ways. Thank you well, for that wonderful one story when you read it to the kids in school that they all could relate to um, is looking up in the sky and seeing different figures, dragons, and it was it was a story that the littler kids could say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, I that was generally the first one I would read to people. I think that's a perfect choice, because you're absolutely right. Who hasn't, at some time in their life, gone out and looked at the clouds and watched what's going on? I mean, it, it's just, it's perfect. And I also like the fact that you deal with bullying. You have Ella Bella help the bully cat Sally. I also thought that was an important story because bullying, especially with all of the, the electronic stuff, all of, you know, the thing that goes on with social media, uh, it just seems like bullying has taken on sort of a, a life of its own. It's different than it used to be. And it reminded me of, uh, you know, being faceless. People will say things that they would never say if they thought you were you knew who they were going to be. So, how did you decide to address bullying? Well, like you said, it it seems to be a very predominant factor in in all levels uh, of children. And adults anymore. It seems to be the one thing you do. If you got nothing better to do, bully somebody. And um, a couple of years ago, there was a couple of incidents in the news that that were really, really hurtful as far as bullying. So I thought it would be best to bring it in. You know, there's nothing like animals, any kind of animal. If you got a pet hamster, a pet turtle, they have a an ability with children to convey love in, in, an, in, a, in an incredible way. And I thought if I told about bullying in the eyes of animals, children would understand it better. Now, the story with Ella is kind of a, a different twist to it, but bullying is, is, is wrong on every level. 
But in the case of Sally, she was abandoned and she was, you know, kind of thrown to the wolves and she became a bully. You know, circumstances in people's lives, any person's life, can turn them into bullies or, you know, unsavory people with their circumstances. So I tried to explain through the animals to children that bullying is not right no matter what the circumstances, but in some cases, try to understand the other child. Maybe their circumstances are so severe that this is their way to get back at society. Um, And when I would read that story to children, I I think in my, I perceived in them the understanding that, yeah, you're right, not everybody is, becomes a bully just a bully, you know, sometimes circumstances. Um, So I, I wrote it to try not to diminish the fact that bullying is wrong on every level but sometimes circumstances create the bully and if you're kind enough and good enough to the individual you can get them out of that if that makes any sense it makes perfect (laughs) sense yeah it makes perfect sense and i couldn't agree with you more i do think that there is such a special relationship between children and animals and I have to confess, even at my age, I still really think they talk to each other. And I think if I'm quiet and maybe nice enough, they'll talk to me. I I love the idea of these animals being able to talk to humans if they feel like it's the right human. Yes, yes, because I know, I know in my heart with my animals, we had a communication. If I was... uh, depressed or in a in a slump my alabella would jump on my lap and she wasn't an, an incredibly affectionate cat and not one that you could pick up and pet um she would sit on my lap and absorb my pain or my misery or my sorrow whatever it was and the minute she knew i felt better she would jump off she might not touch me for another week She knew instinctively, and I knew she would be there for me. People do have communication with animals, whether they realize it or not. Your animals know when you walk in the door, if you're you're mad, you're angry, you're sad, they come, they know. And children have even a more, they have a better understanding. They have an instinct when it comes to animals. And um, I know children can relate to these stories. Uh, in as much as they all have a different message. You know, I think this has been such a tough year for kids. The thing, the other thing that I really loved about the stories is that they provide adventure and escape so that if you read the stories just for the brief moment that you're in the other world and you're, you're, with these animals on their adventures, it's allowing you to escape what's going on right now. And I think this has just been such a hard year for kids, especially the little ones. I think this book would be so much fun, and the kids would just 
love it. I think it's just because of the adventures and each one of the animals gets their own adventure and they work together. And I just really like this because you're talking about really team building in a way because they do all work together and they do all have different personalities and they're all different kinds of animals. Even they're, even though some of them are, so, are all dogs, they're different breeds of dogs. So it's, to me, it's about diversity. It's about teamwork. It's about what each one of the different animals brings to the party because each one has a special thing, a special skill, a special thing about their personality that they bring to the party. Yes, exactly. I mean, not everyone is the same. Even if <laughs> I think that children definitely can relate to this story in as much as we have so much change. It's been a difficult time for everybody. It's a difficult time for children and the adults who have to maintain some sort of a atmosphere so that the children can develop and continue. And a story that that tell uplifting things, you know, more morally acceptable things. Uh, that's another thing. I, I, I every children's story has got to convey something, and every book that I've ever bought, um, you know, honesty and 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 I do believe that these stories convey to children a much needed sense of purpose. Oh, I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that when you're young and you are read stories like this, that it imprints. It has an effect on you. Plus, the memory of sitting there, maybe it's a bedtime story, maybe it's you're sitting outside in a swing, wherever it is that you're sharing this story with an adult, to me it it is a memory. You create a memory every time you read a children's book with a child. And in the future, when they become an adult, they'll have that memory. And perhaps they'll even want to take your book forward with them and share them with their own children. One is hoping. <laughs> <laughs> One is hoping that this is a bedtime story to end all bedtime stories. I think it's pretty darn good, Linda. I really think you've done a super job with with this. And I, really, I want to know more. I want you've written more books than just this one. How many books have you written? Well, actually, the other one is a series. It's Gus the Goose. In one of the stories that was not printed in this book, because uh, Simon and Schuster said if I put all the stories in it, they would have to put it on sale for two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I said, the Kardashians don't pay $250 for a book. Anyway, so seven stories was my maximum. Um, Anyway, one of the stories, Gus is, uh, he's just a funny, funny goose. He's he's a comedian. And uh, in the series that I did for Waldorf Publishing, it's all of the funny things. Again, there's a moral to every one of them. One is not listening to let's say your teacher in this case it was the farmer and he did his own thing and another was patient the last story augusta goose and millie the horse uh, that that conveyed a lot that was you know jealousy 
and um, steadfastness and being honest. It, it was a it, it's a little children's series, and it's only actually it started only for the Texas schools. The publisher has all the rights to the Texas schools. It's a level three, and there was three books: uh, Gus the Goose, Gus the Goose and the Silly Rabbit, you know, Gus the Goose and Lily the Horse, and um, Gus gets in a lot of trouble, and then he gets himself out, and then Gus also. Um, He's just a kind goose. And uh, so there was three there, plus the animals of Livingston Cove. Um, I could probably write till I dropped, but uh, he, he's funny. That, that's a good little series. Again, that, uh, you know, that's available on, I think her website is uh, a Shaggy Pup. But um, th- that's a good series, too. That's a good series. Well, let's talk about where the books are available. I would look, I went to Amazon, and if there's by some chance someone in our listening audience who has never used Amazon, all you have to do is type in www.amazon.com and just click on it, and there you are on the Amazon site. And what you'll see is a big, long box that's a search box. Here's what you need to put in the search box to find Linda's books. The first title is The Tales, T-A-L-E-S, The Tales of the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove by Linda Grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S, Davis. Put that in the search feature, click on it, and Linda's books come up. And there's a in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the words, look inside. And if you've never clicked on those words before, I encourage you to click on those words because the book opens, and I'm doing air quotes because obviously it's electronic, so it doesn't actually fly open, but it opens. And you can read an excerpt from the book and it's just it'll reach out and touch your heart and grab you right away so that you want to know more and you want the book you can also find Gus the Goose the same way I I looked and it's right there on her author page now there are pictures of Linda right there on the Amazon page if you click on the author picture underneath the left hand column And you can see Linda, you can see a a nice bio about her. And Linda, is there anywhere else that they could find the books? Well, Barnes & Noble, and just a slight correction, the Animal Heroes uh, book, that's Linda Davis. Ah. Um, Linda Davis. I, I don't think you'll find it under Grimes at all, but you'll find it under Linda Davis. Now, the, uh, the Gus series, again, is under Linda Davis, but you might find it under Grimes. Um, uh, but Linda Davis would be the one. Yeah, Barnes & Noble uh, can easily get a hold of the book, but financially, the cheapest route would be Amazon. Um, they, they, they have, uh, you know, always discounts on books. And you can buy Obama's both. Book. You could buy both on both books on the same page because they're right there. Now, oh, you have a Facebook page. Let's give our listeners your face. You have several. Let's give them the Facebook pages so they could find you. 
Well, I, on Facebook, I believe one is under Linda Davis, and the other one is under the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove, uh, the tales of the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove. I think both of those uh, are on uh, Facebook, and if they click on that um, or whatever, they, they it will come up. But um, those are the only two sites that I, I believe I'm on. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you, but I want to give you an opportunity to give our listeners some final thoughts. These adventures are wonderful. They're great fun. They're interesting. The characters are interesting. This would be a wonderful bedtime story group to use with a child. Do you want the parent or the child, when they finish the book, to just feel like they've had a, a really good time with a group of wonderful animals who had adventures? Or is there a takeaway that you want the, the reader slash listener to take away from the books? Well, yeah. I want the children who are read this book or read this book. Uh, there's a moral. And every story has one about kindness, kindness to uh, to to whoever, to animals, to people. There's another moral about bullying. Why not? We why we don't bully. There's another moral about uh, steadfastness, about camaraderie, about uh, being together and joining together as one force against evil or misdeeds there's a moral to every story and if correctly conveyed that in in the reading children will will have just a little bit not not a great understanding but a little bit more understanding of how society should work how to be kind to others how to accept others why we don't hurt people and why it's beneficial beneficial to be kind and why it's good to work together as a team. If, if read, if they understand just a small concept, a little bit more of how society should work, it would, it would do my heart great. It's also a good read, but... I'd like them to come away with another dimension of what society should be like <laughs> or the dream society. <laughs> Maybe we'll find it in space or under the sea. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I I love the book. I love the characters, but I agree. I I think that now in this day and time, any way that we can emphasize being kinder to one another is so very important. And I'm hoping that future generations will hear that message and that some of the violence and some of the terrible things that are happening in our society won't be happening because they will have been influenced by authors like yourself. And I'm looking forward to the next series of books from you because you are a wonderful writer. Your prose is so 
wonderfully expressive and and you pulled me right into the story and I was right there with those animals sky gazing so Linda thank you so much for being our guest today on Books on Air well thank you so much for having me and I certainly hope I've encouraged kids to and parents to just read more uh, and appreciate each other more and thank you so very much It's been my pleasure, and I want to remind our listeners, remember that you can find the Tales of the Animal Heroes of Livingston Cove, as well as the Gus the Goose series on Amazon, and they're both written by Linda Davis, D-A-V-I-S. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope that you'll join our next Books on Air podcast because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.